0: This is the Hidden Why Podcast, episode 616 with Jeet Banerjee. Welcome to the Hidden Wise 30-minute power segment. I am passionate about creating a lifestyle that minimizes suffering and regret. The purpose of life is not simply to survive, but to thrive, and I believe we do that by creating a life with greater freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. Each week I will be delivering a 30-minute conversation with a guest expert on a topic that they are knowledgeable and passionate about, with the purpose to inspire and educate us all. I don't have all the answers, I'm simply trying to figure life out, and through greater awareness and understanding I can put into practice what I learn to further my life's progression. I can't give you your life's map. I can't show you the way, but I can assist you in discovering your why. I can help you define your life's compass to guide you purposefully to act on and pursue your life's desires and from there, watch happiness ensue. My guests are the experts. They are the people I learn from. They provide the inspiration, education and methodology that we can all benefit from in better navigating the ultimate life. Without further ado, let the show begin. Today's feature guest is Jeet Benerjee. The topic is entrepreneurship. Jeet is a 25-year-old serial entrepreneur, digital marketing consultant, and TEDx speaker. Jeet started his entrepreneurial journey at the age of 17. Since then, he has sold two businesses, launched over 10 companies that have succeeded greatly and also failed. In addition to this, Jeet has helped thousands of individuals start their online businesses and has spoken at conferences all around the world. Guys, if you're an entrepreneur or looking to become an entrepreneur, this is a great episode with Jeep Benerjee. Enjoy. G'day, Jeep. Welcome to the Hidden Wild Podcast. How the heck are you?
1: I'm doing awesome. Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure.
0: Yeah, good to have you back. Whereabouts are you in the world? Uh, I'm
1: in California, sunny Southern California in Orange County.
0: Cool, cool. And what's, uh, what's happening in your day?
1: Uh, nothing much, a Friday, so kind of just wrapping up the week, hustling, getting some sales calls done, the usual, yeah.
0: Yeah, okay. Mate, well look, excited to have you on the show and really looking forward to discussing a topic, entrepreneurship, which I know many of my listeners are passionate about as well. So let's mm-hmm. get into the topic. We've got about 20 to 30 minutes to you know, tear all the information away from you uh, that we can in that time. So what is entrepreneurship to you?
1: Yeah, honestly, entrepreneurship to me is just kind of carving out your own dream and creating something that you're passionate about. So uh, a lot of people just like to confine it as like someone that owns a business, but I think it goes deeper than that. Like I look at people that make music, people that make art, people, anyone that's just out there creating. I think creators uh, to me are uh, considered entrepreneurs because they're doing something on their own and they're kind of journeying out and trying to create value for the
0: world. So what would, um, how, how would you classify yourself as an entrepreneur? Like what would define an entrepreneur, just someone who is creating or actually someone who is, I guess, earning profits or creating business from what they do?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So to me, I think i specifically define it as someone who's creating something that somebody else wants, so not necessarily based around like monetary value because right. sometimes, you know, like for music, if people are listening to your music or they're getting empowered from your music, you may not necessarily be selling like records or CDs or earning money for it, but you're still creating value and you're creating something that someone else desires. So I think to me, that's what I kind of consider entrepreneurship is if you're producing something that someone else is willing to consume.
0: So creating value that someone else, yeah, desires. Or Yeah, cool. And, yeah. mate, why is it such an important topic to you? I know you started out at quite an early age, 17, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you started on your entrepreneurial journey, uh, journey. Why, why entrepreneurship for you? Is it something that your parents had going in their lives? Like, What's the significance for you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the significance for me was actually I was kind of raised in a very traditional household and family. My dad uh, wasn't always an entrepreneur actually. He actually worked a bunch of jobs and stuff like that. And I think around his mid-30s, he started his own company. But um, what actually happened was one day when I was 15 years old, my dad uh, came up and uh, knocked on my door early bright and early in the morning woke me up and was like, hey, you're spending too much money on video games and going out with friends and all this kind of stuff. So if you want to keep doing all that fun stuff, you need to go get a job to pay for it yourself. Like I'll give you food, I'll give you shelter, like the basic necessities, but all these luxuries, you're on your own. So as a 15-year-old kid, I was really bummed out and I was like, oh man, now I got to go get a job because I need my video games and my fun time. So uh, between uh, the years of 15 through 17, those two years, I actually took on 12 different jobs, anything from like door-to-door sales, telemarketing, sweeping floors, receptionist, tutoring, coaching. I pretty much did a little bit of everything. And one thing was kind of constant between all these jobs. I was either quitting or getting fired from every single job that I took on.
0: Yeah, right.
1: And after about the, t- after the 12th job, I became extremely worried because my entire plan in life, uh, especially at 17 was, Hey, I'm going to go to college, get a nice business degree, work a corporate job, like a nine to five. And I thought life would be great. But here I was struggling to work like 10 to 12 hour, uh, uh, hours after school. So one day I just kind of got very, uh, Concerned with myself, and I went on Google to kind of uh, search these so-called symptoms, and uh, once I searched (laughs) these symptoms, I came across this one video from Richard Branson. Where he talks about how he was unemployable and how he always felt like any job that he ever worked, it just like he just felt like confined like he was in some kind of prison and how those feelings um, elevated him to become an entrepreneur. So I really related with that video and at 17 years old, I was like, man, I feel exactly the way that like, Richard Branson does and I can totally relate to that and I think entrepreneurship is what I need to go out and pursue.
0: That's really cool. Um, So just describe a few of these symptoms out there, like if if someone's, you know, connecting with that, perhaps they they don't know if they are an entrepreneur or not, Um, because I know not everyone's made out for, you know, the life of an entrepreneur, but what are some of these symptoms you do describe?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So one of the main symptoms was just like great unhappiness. So it felt worse than like doing chores, like taking out the trash or something like that. So anytime I'd just be working, I just felt so unhappy and so frustrated and so angry doing it. Um, And then like the second thing that I kind of always felt was like I was always like clock watching right like get in there and then five minutes in I'm looking at the clock every every 30 seconds looking at the clock looking at the clock like when do I get to get out of here. So it's almost like I'm serving like a prison sentence or something and I can't just I just waiting for that moment that I can just kind of escape from the doors. So that was kind of like the second symptom that I had and then the third thing for me was that like you know I was initially like going through 12 different jobs initially I always blamed it like. Like, oh man, like this boss sucks or this job just isn't cut out for me. But after going through 12 of them, the feeling of like unhappiness and lack of fulfillment and just like not just finding – just having that feeling inside you where you know what you're doing isn't right uh, stuck with me through all 12 different jobs. So those were like the three main symptoms that I dealt with.
0: That's incredible. Um, So I like like the journey. So you've decided to, um, based on those symptoms, go out there and do something for yourself from that point on. Was that correct? Yeah. So what was your first business at Seventeen?
1: Yeah. So my first business was actually a web design company. So I started my own web design company and it was cool because one of the jobs that I took, I was kind of like a receptionist for a web design company and I kind of learned a lot. And the biggest thing that I learned from my time as a receptionist was that these guys would charge an incredible amount of money to make a very simple website. And, um, And it was very easy to do. So initially when I wanted to do my own entrepreneurial career, I was like, man, I think I can do this. And I know that a lot – at the time, I knew a lot of people in countries like India, Pakistan, the Philippines, stuff like that were offering the same services for like something that a US client might charge five to ten grand for. They were offering that same service for a couple hundred bucks. And I knew the – even though they had their pricing so cheap, people just never went with them due to the language barrier. So the idea for my first business was, hey, I'll be the person in the U.S. doing the sales, marketing, customer service, kind of be the face of the company and then kind of outsource all the work to developers overseas and that's how my first idea was born and I actually went out and I sold uh, two websites without having a website myself. So I just really hustled, went door to door, just trying to pitch my services and my ideas and uh, finally got two sales and then from there we were off and running.
0: Yeah, Nice job. So how long did you stick with that company?
1: Uh, So I had that company for about two years. I actually moved from outsourcing to having my own offshore office in India, grew the company to about 20 plus employees, and then I sold it for a profit when I was 19.
0: Yeah, nice work. So the life of uh, an entrepreneur, is it for everyone?
1: Uh, Absolutely not. So uh, this is a big question that I often get asked, and I say that uh, everyone can become an entrepreneur, but it's not for anyone. And what I mean by that is that uh, entrepreneurship is not easy. It's really the hardest thing that you're going to do. And it takes a lot of mental strength and um, the ability to be like – the ability to work so hard without getting any returns for a very long period of time. And, uh, there's very few select people that can kind of do that. And it just takes the right mindset and the right approach to kind of, uh, establish that for yourself. But I do believe anyone can become an entrepreneur, but ideally it's not for everyone just because it requires so much mental strength to really push through it.
0: Okay. Interesting. So, I, I mean, I suppose people listening out there that are thinking about, you know, going out on their own and doing something that they perhaps are more passionate about in life. I think that's a really inspiring message by the way. Uh, But Mm -hmm. if they're thinking about it and just unsure whether it's for them or not, I mean, you know, a lot of people would look at the life of an entrepreneur and say, hey, that looks pretty cool what they're doing. They're doing what they enjoy. They seem to have a a fair, you know, a fair deal of freedom. Um, But then you're saying that, you know, it is really incredibly hard uh, to succeed and and to make it work. And, you know, it's not a walk in the park uh, at that stage. So just break that down for us. What, What is the why is that the case?
1: yeah absolutely so mainstream media like shows like shark tank and stuff like that i think they do a really poor job of conveying or portraying how entrepreneurship is because most people look at entrepreneurship and they imagine mansions yachts private jets lamborghinis ferraris all that stuff but what people don't realize is the person that got to that point where they have that yacht or that lamborghini spent hours and hours and hours of turmoil and toil and hard work behind the scenes to get to that we only see the finished picture or the end of their journey we don't necessarily see all the stuff that took place beforehand yeah. and the biggest thing that i like to tell people is that in, when it comes to entrepreneurship it's going to be extremely hard because if it's something is worth having it's never really easy and the second thing i tell people is that change and comfort really don't go together right so you have to sacrifice something if you want to change your life and it's probably going to be your comfort or something else like for me i sacrificed a lot of my early years when i could have been partying with my friends in college and going out and enjoying my youth but instead i was losing sleep staying up all night Running my businesses, staying home, and uh, working on my company, and that was a big sacrifice to make. So the biggest thing that I like to tell people is that when it comes to entrepreneurship, if you're willing to make sacrifices and you're willing to work hard and hustle and be persistent and not give up, um, because you're not going to get a direct return right away. People think that as long as soon as I start an entrepreneur, as I start my entrepreneurial journey, I'm going to get a direct return. That's not necessarily the case. Some people work for years without making any money or having any real success. And then they hit it big. And the biggest thing with entrepreneurship or business in general is you only have to be right once. And if you go in with that mentality and say, okay, I can fail a thousand times, but it doesn't matter because if I'm right once, that's all people are going to remember me for. And that's what it's going to take for me to be successful. uh, Then it's going to be great. So the biggest thing I tell people is that don't go into entrepreneurship for the wrong motives. So if your motive is just to make a lot of money or just to uh, show off and get fancy things, entrepreneurship is probably not for you you really need a deeper purpose or a deeper passion that's going to drive you to be successful and if you have that deeper passion or purpose like if you really love what you do then it doesn't matter if you're getting paid or if it's hard or any of those things because you're going to push through it just because you love doing it and that's kind of how I've related to as uh, being an entrepreneur is because I love what I do so it doesn't matter if I'm making a million bucks or nothing I'm still going to keep pushing through just because I love what I do.
0: Yeah, but obviously, at some point, you need to, you know, make yourself a living through what you're doing, yeah? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, I mean, what's the difference between our an entrepreneur and our an entrepreneur?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think the only difference between an entrepreneur and a an entrepreneur is that the entrepreneur takes action, right? The entrepreneur has all these dreams, ideas, desires, and things that they want to do, but they uh, just kind of let it marinate and sit there for too long. And I think an entrepreneur just takes action. They don't have all the right answers. Uh, they don't necessarily have the greatest circumstances and situations but they take massive action and they just try it versus like entrepreneurs are really timing for the right moment they've got excuses lack of money lack of experience whatever it is they make all these excuses that hold themselves back from actually taking action
0: oh that's really cool so what is the best way i mean you described some symptoms there before so maybe if, if you know the audience can connect with that and say yeah that sounds like me you know I sort of get frustrated with the jobs I've been doing. I, I'm always looking at the clock. Um, you know, I hate that sense of control. Um, whatever those symptoms are, to them maybe they can relate and thinking, yeah, okay, entrepreneurship path is good for me. How can we, you know, stick our toe in the water to feel if entrepreneurship is a path for us? Because often with you know, if you're going after a new job or career or whatever like that, you can actually go out there and do some work experience, for example, and and actually mm-hmm. have that experience with entrepreneurship. What, what is the process there to actually test it out and actually see if it is something we want without, um, you know, investing our life savings in it and jumping, um, you know, all the way in.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think the, I think the biggest thing that I tell people is that, uh, take smart risks, right? So like if you work in a job and you're unhappy with it, um, I probably wouldn't recommend them to do what I did at 17, just because my situation and my circumstances were different. When I, when I kind of, dropped everything and decided to go pursue business. It wasn't like uh, I had so many responsibilities or like a family to support or mortgage or bills, stuff like that, so I had the ability to do so. But someone who's maybe a little bit older has those responsibilities, maybe can't just leave their nine to five job and go all in on entrepreneurship. So to those people, I tell them is take a baby step, right? Um, sacrifice maybe like 10 hours a week or a couple hours after work each day and start your side business start something on the side put a little bit of time and a little bit of effort number one see if you enjoy it see if it's a good fit for you uh, entrepreneurship as a whole and then number two see if you can start generating some money once you start generating enough money where you say okay you know what i don't need my nine to five job anymore and if i go all in on this business i can grow it exponentially x amount that's when you kind of take that leap of faith and you kind of jump out and when it just comes to entrepreneurship as a whole my biggest advice for people is just to really take massive action i've always been extremely impatient and that's been one of my best qualities when it's come to entrepreneurship when i've had an idea i've just kind of ran with it pushed it out there to the market, and. And gotten feedback. Let's see if this works. Sometimes things are going to work well. Sometimes things aren't going to work well, and you're going to have to make changes. And then there's going to be the other side of the spectrum where things completely fail, and it's just a bad idea, and you just have to move on. And when it comes to like investments and stuff like that, I, I like to tell people is that uh, just try not to make things too glamorous when you first launch, right? So there's like a theory known as minimum viable product, which basically means you create the most basic version of your product or service, and you kind of launch it in the market. And that's really what you want to do. So like for anyone that doesn't want to like invest a lot of money or dig into their savings, kind of use the model. Like when I started my web design company, I didn't even spend money to get a business entity like an LLC or even get my own website, right? I didn't even get my own website built. I was like, let's see if I can actually sell these websites. Mm -hmm. I sold two websites, took that money, invested into getting my own website and getting my own LLC and entity set up. So there's always a more cheaper and cost-effective way to do things. Just go outside the box. Like if you really believe in your product or service, you'll be able to get somebody to give you money with really nothing.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. Cool advice. Um, and I like that. So just backtracking a little bit here. So we're, <laughs> we're thinking about, you know, doing our own uh, venture. Um, and, you know, great advice taking it part-time, you know, if you've got certain responsibilities or if you need to, you know, uphold a mortgage or a certain way of life. Uh, You know, you can do that part time, switch off the TV um, and, you know, just start doing a bit of hustle uh, in the evenings or something like that. So good advice there. Um, Mm -hmm. Just going back to, you know, finding that motive, like being in it for the right reasons and the right intention. I think that's great advice as well, Um, because a lot of us just look around us and go, oh, he's doing that. He's making some good coin. He's driving, you know, whatever car Um, that looks pretty cool. That's what I want. And that's what I'll, I'll go and get. Um, rather than thinking about what they're actually going to be doing and and really making the connection with that because I think a lot of people will get into doing something and then go, actually, I really don't find this enjoyable. I don't find any meaning in it. And, you know, again, go back to square one where they're frustrated and and finding that lack of fulfillment, as you alluded to uh, earlier on. So Mm -hmm. with finding deeper purpose and, and the passions, what are your advice there to people that maybe are a little bit unsure?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it just comes down to really thinking about the things that like you really enjoy or that you really like or the things that you really know. I think on a day-to-day basis, everyone has their hobbies and their, and their things that they're passionate about. Like if you're just browsing the internet, what are the types of things that catch your eye? Like what are the types of articles that you read? I think that's like one good way to isolate and figure out what are the things that you're interested or passionate about. Um, The second thing, um, some of the ways that some of my companies have been born in the past are I'm just doing something on a day-to-day basis and I come across a problem that was, uh, very close to home for me. Right. So like I'm doing something and I'm like, Oh man, I just hit this roadblock or I just hit this obstacle. Let's see if there's a solution for it. And you come across and maybe you find a solution that's not so good, or maybe you find absolutely no solution for it at all. That's a great way to start a business idea. Some of the greatest business ideas, um, have started from people that have just come across a problem in their day to day basis. And the general population, when they come across a problem, they just kind of curse or they just kick it aside and then they just kind of keep going. Right. Hmm. But Me, myself, when I come across a problem or something, I stop and I'm like, oh, man, is there a solution for this? Is there not a solution? If there isn't, then how can I make make a solution for this and create value for this? So those are probably my two best recommendations for people kind of trying to figure out what they want to do is find the biggest problems in your life because if you're dealing with it, there's a high chance someone else is too. Or number two, just really focusing on the things that you know, that you've studied, you're passionate about, hobbies, etc.,
0: yeah, cool advice. And I, I think that's, you know, that's great. You know, scratch your own itch. You know, what are the, what are the things you're passionate about? Um, what are the problems in your life that you can certainly resonate with and, um, you know, find some good solutions that other people might benefit from as well. And then, you know, put that together in a package. Um, so look, really good advice as far as um, getting into entrepreneurship. What are some of the biggest challenges of starting out in your, you know, in your, you know, desired field?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think some of the biggest challenges in just general of starting out as an entrepreneur, I think number one, it's very lonely, right? So like usually like when you work a job or you do like go to college, whatever the other paths of life are. You're usually surrounded by a lot of like-minded individuals, and in entrepreneurship, it's not necessarily easy yep. to really surround yourself with those types of individuals. So the one thing that is very tough is that it's very lonely. You're not going to have the greatest support system at all times, and you're not going to necessarily have someone to constantly talk about uh, what you're doing and how it's going because a lot of people can't really relate to the challenges and the problems that an entrepreneur faces right? because it's so different the entire journey and the entire process so that's one thing that i think is definitely a difficult thing for many people to adjust when they first start out and i think the second thing is that entrepreneurship is really a roller coaster and just being able to keep your emotions in check and balanced is extremely important because there are some days where you feel like you're on top of the world that you're about to be the next billionaire everything's about to go great and then the next day you feel like you're not going to make it like this is the worst day of your life like everything just went wrong and there's a lot of highs and lows in entrepreneurship. And if you get too caught up in the highs and lows, then it's going to kind of affect your mental state and your overall work and approach to entrepreneurship. So for people kind of starting out early on, the biggest thing is to always kind of stay level-headed. And on your worst day, just remember that the next day is going to get better. And on your best day, to kind of keep yourself humble, then to realize that this is just one day. Now let's try and make this happen for 30 or 60 or 90 days. So really just keeping your emotions uh, in check and staying level-headed is key.
0: Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, and any more? So, lonely, roller coaster, any other significant so, challenges?
1: Sorry, what was that again? Could you repeat that?
0: Any other significant challenges? So, you, got, you said, um, you know, being lonely, it's a roller coaster ride.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think the most significant challenge also is that uh, kind of being very open minded as an entrepreneur and being adaptable and willing to change. Because uh, when you come up with your own idea, you think your own idea is the greatest idea ever, right? That's just natural human nature. And you take it to your friends and your family, people close to you, they're going to hype it up and they're going to say that's a great idea. Very few people are going to really be critical of your ideas. But the thing that many entrepreneurs uh, struggle with initially is when they go to market and they try to sell their product or their service and their customers aren't necessarily as receptive or as willing to accept their idea as they thought, many of them kind of get stuck on that. And they say, no, we're going to keep doing it this way rather than like being open to listening to uh, what their customers have to say and how they can change or better their ideas and services. And I think Charles Darwin says it best when he said uh, that it's not the strongest or the smartest that survive, it's the ones most adaptable to change. And as an entrepreneur, you've constantly got to be willing to be open-minded and change and kind of evolve however necessary to really succeed and find your fit in a marketplace.
0: Yeah, that's really insightful. So, yeah, being adaptable to change, huge. Um, so look, just going back to a few of those challenges, so you know, it is a lonely uh, ride sometimes. What are some of the solutions around, you know, um overcoming that so you're finding your support and et cetera? Um so it's not so lonely.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think um like find, having like really good friends and family, like sharing with them kind of what you do, allowing them to understand it. And just them to be there with there for your uh, emotional and mental support, I think is really key. Like that's something that I had a good support system of early on with like friends and parents and stuff like that. Um, The second thing that I also recommend to people is really try to surround yourself with anyone else who's like minded. Like I know a lot of people tell me like, oh, I'm not in Silicon Valley. So I don't have access to a lot of entrepreneurs. I'm in like another country or something. How do I surround myself with entrepreneurs? And sometimes it's not even about surrounding yourself with entrepreneurs in person. Like, great if you can make friends and go to networking events and stuff like locally that and you have like a big entrepreneurial culture in your area that's awesome fully tap into that and make a ton of friends like that but sometimes that's hard to do because your community or area just might not have that uh, cultivated system or community so the next thing that you can do is you can definitely reach out online there's tons of Facebook groups and Instagram groups and different pages and different uh, organizations and online like programs that you can be a part of where you can really get attached and kind of get connected with other like-minded individuals, and you guys can like have Skype calls, kind of work work together, challenge each other, inspire each other, motivate one another's dreams, and things like that. So I think to deal with uh, cope with the loneliness, it's all about just uh, really surrounding yourself with the right people that are going to keep you in the right mindset.
0: Yeah, cool. Good advice there. So and and being it's a roller coaster ride. You know, you have your highs and your lows. Totally can uh, re- relate to that as well. Um yeah but yeah, I suppose having those networks, having that family support, um being a part of those groups is going to help with the, you know bringing balance to those those highs and lows um, but personally, what other things can you do to you know just bring balance to that so your, your 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 mindset and mentality is is in check
1: yeah, absolutely. I think one of the biggest things that you can really do is just keep like a, a solid work life balance. So, um, yeah. like one thing that I like to do is anytime, like I'm having like a really big high or a really big low. I like to do something so that my emotions and my, my uh, mindset is kind of level-headed is I like to do something that's going to kind of take my mind off of that for a short period of time. So like as soon as it happens, it's like, okay, let me take an hour or two hour break and find something that's really going to take my mind off of it. And for me, that's kind of like going to the gym, playing basketball or like playing video games. Because anytime I'm in those worlds, like that's the one time where my mind can fully shut off and I'm not thinking about work and I can just fully be focused and immersed into whatever I'm doing. And I think it's extremely healthy. Like it can be whatever it works for you but just finding something where your brain can kind of just shut off for a couple hours and you can just solely focus on something like whether it's watching a movie reading a book whatever it is for you right uh just finding that uh kind of like thing to shut off and kind of focus on for a few hours is great because when you kind of come back into what you need to do you kind of get a little bit more level-headed because as soon as something happens uh, you're kind of at the very high or the very low and you just kind of want to write it and that's that affects your business and how you speak to people and the things that you do for the next few hours within your business but if you find a way to distract yourself from that and then come back to it you're a lot more level-headed
0: yeah excellent advice and the, being adaptable like what, what sort of things do you do to really uh, practice that adaptability
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. For me, it's just really being able to listen to everyone and listening to what everyone has to say. A lot of people uh, think that like, oh, if a random person is talking to me, I shouldn't listen. I shouldn't even give them the voice to talk. And for me, I've always learned that uh, I'd rather listen more than talk, right? Because you learn so much from just hearing what people have to say. And just because someone tells you something, whether it's a piece of advice or critique for your idea, whatever it is, doesn't necessarily mean you need to. You need to like automatically implement it or do what they say. I tell people all the time: take everything that you hear with a grain of salt. run it by your friends and your family and your networks and your groups, but just give them the opportunity to hear what they have to say. Because one, something that one person says can change the entire course of your life. And if you don't even give them the opportunity to listen, it's, it's, it could be detrimental on the same token. So, uh, that's one of my biggest advice that I like to give to people when it comes to that is just hear everyone out, see what they have to say, and then just kind of take action from there, depending on how you, uh, engage with what they had to say.
0: Really cool stuff, mate. Excellent advice, uh, a great conversation. So look, guys, if you're looking to be an entrepreneur or if you are an entrepreneur and just looking for some more advice, I'm sure Jeet can definitely help out. Jeet, how can people best connect with you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my personal website is probably the best spot to get in touch with me. It has my blog, all my projects, my social media, my emails, all that good stuff. And my website is jeetbanerjee.com, spelled J-E-E-T-B-A-N-E-R-J-E-E.com.
0: Guys, I'll stick the links in the show notes. Jeep, thanks very much for coming on the show.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It was awesome.
0: Guys, check it all out at thehiddenwhy.com, episode 616. All the show notes will be there and the links. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon. Thank you for tuning in and listening to today's conversation. I really hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've been able to take something away, something to help you create a more meaningful life, a life with greater freedom, fulfillment, and happiness guys, if you love the content that I produce here at The Hidden Why, there are a few ways you can support me. Firstly, connect with me. You can do so in a number of different ways. You can connect with me online at thehiddenwhy.com or via social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. I would love to hear from you guys. I would love to connect with you. If you've got any thoughts, comments, feedback, suggestions, or anything at all that you'd like to ask me, you can reach me at thehiddenwhyguy at gmail.com. While you're there, guys, make sure you subscribe to thehiddenwhy.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can be kept up to date with all the new episodes and happenings here at The Hidden Why. If you love what you heard in this episode, guys, or any of the others, please share the love. Share it with your family, friends, and anyone you think that might get some value. If you haven't already done so, you can also leave me a review on iTunes. Simply head over to iTunes, type in The Hidden Why, click the ratings and reviews button, and leave me a short message plus a 1 to 5 star rating. It helps me reach more people. Once again, guys, I appreciate the time you've taken out of your day to support my show. Until next time, you know what to do. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose. And in doing so, you will discover your hidden why. This is the Hidden Why Podcast. My name is Liam Arnolsey. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon.